0: Welcome to season nine of Retrain Your Brain for Success with me, psychologist, Dr. Audrey Tang. This season is a special guest season where I get inspired by the ideas and innovations from well-being experts and advocates, as well as reflect with them on their experiences and how they have been able to dig deep within themselves in order to flourish. Now, there's a subject many women don't really talk about and no, it's not age. It is with rare exceptions, age-related though. Today, I'm talking about the menopause. The symptoms can cause real problems for women and some of that can be related to just not understanding them nor knowing that we can do something about it. And before you switch off, guys, this can be helpful for you too because you can help your friends or partners through it. I am delighted to welcome nutritionist and menopause and wellbeing consultant Severine Menem onto this podcast. Thank you for joining me, Severine. Hi, good evening, everyone. Severine is a nutritionist and menopause and wellbeing consultant who specializes in helping organizations support and retain their top female talents during menopause. With over 10 years industry experience in the field of financial services, she understands the high stress and high stakes of the industry. Severin now uses a combination of workshops and one-to-one coaching to help women over 40 within organizations continue to thrive during their menopause years and also increase their performance and productivity. Not only is Severine an expert in her field, but this is a field we are often too embarrassed to talk about. So today we are going to give it its due because we are talking about the menopause. But before that, Severin, I love to start with a well-being tip that our listeners can try out this week. So what do you recommend for us to do that will just boost our mental health? So the
1: one tip I would recommend is to go out in the morning for a walk for about 30 minutes. Summer, winter, it will take your day to a completely different level.
0: That's something that I've been trying to do. I I exercise in the morning and I really think that just going outside and breathing in the fresh air is a great way to Mm. focus and start the day. Right. Severing the menopause. Now, and before I go any further, guys, Mm. if you switch off thinking this doesn't apply to me, you know what? If you know about it, you can help your friends or partners through it. So keep listening. So, Severine, yes. we get the talk when we're about to start our periods. So mm-hmm. why is it we don't get the talk when we stop them?
1: And why is it so important to have the talk now? Well, it's, it's important to have the talk now so that we are not taken by surprise. And actually, the pupils who are at school at the moment are going to have the talk about the menopause. It started one or two years ago. I don't remember exactly, but it is part of the syllabus Fantastic! It's a great victory. (laughs) What symptoms should we know about? Okay, so um, there are about 40 different types of symptoms split into physical, mental, or both physical and mental. So it it can vary from woman to woman. You're not supposed to have all of them at the same time. It will depend from woman to woman. I would say... um, the irregular period in terms of time frame or light or low flow is probably the first symptom that a woman will have. And then they can have hot flashes, vaginal dryness, uh, brain fog, um, joint pain. It, it really
0: depends. So it's worth going to our GP if we're worried at all that something different is happening?
1: Yeah, because you can have a heart palpitation and it could be a menopause symptom or it could actually be like, I mean, something to really get checked. So it's always best to go to the GP if you think that it's it's uncommon, it comes out of nowhere and it might be worrying. And whilst most of us talk about
0: these symptoms starting around the age of 30 to 40 or a little bit later
1: it can happen much earlier as well can't it? Yes absolutely so regular menopause um, happens around the age of 50, 51 on average and but you've got um, early menopause which is more when it happens in your 30s and when it's before the 40s it's called premature menopause and it can happen as young as when you're a teenager it's really rare I mean the younger it is the rarer it is but Uh, POI which is uh, premature menopause is becoming um, more common nowadays. We've been talking about going to
0: speak to our GP because our GP can also prescribe things such as iron tablets or things that are maybe more uh, are stronger than perhaps what we'd be able to do for ourselves but there are little changes we can make to benefit our body too. And because you're a nutritionist as well, how can nutrition help us when we're dealing with the menopause?
1: As we are getting older, our body evolves as well. And we tend to have a number of nutritious deficiency or insufficiency, depending on how our youth was. Because we can get away with a lot of things as we are getting younger which is perfect. But then as we're getting older, our body catches up. We no longer have this flexibility. So
0: the secret is to start young.
1: Ideally, yeah. If you start young, then you can keep this. And, and you know how your body functions and your, you are at your optimal health. You can keep pretty much the same diet all your life. But if you don't do that, the sooner or the earlier you update your diet, the better it is for the menopause.
0: I know I am quite iron deficient. So Mm -hmm. what sort of things might work for me?
1: Sometimes it's not because you're deficient in something that you just need to add these things. It might be something else that needs to happen so that you absorb the nutrients better.
0: Yes, actually, that is my problem that Uh has been diagnosed that has come out through the test. It's not actually the iron deficiency, but the fact that I don't absorb the iron. So Mm -hmm. whilst I do eat the red meat, I do eat the spinach. It's not necessarily helping me.
1: It's not because spinach has a lot of iron that you absorb all this iron. You need to eat spinach with vitamin C. So typically a, a squeeze of lemon juice or, uh, I don't know, you know, there are plenty of other uh, food high in vitamin C. But the problem with, iron, uh, with spinach is that it has some anti-nutrients which block the absorption of things like iron. Oh,
0: my goodness. Yes. This is absolutely fascinating. I had not realized this. And now I'm thinking about it, it does sound, it gets more and more complicated. And this is why we need the advice of a nutritionist. So if I wanted to get started to really think about my nutrition and changing up my diet a little bit, do
1: you have any simple tips
0: for a beginner?
1: Absolutely. For me, the first step is always to hydrate optimally. So drinking more still water. I know it's really hard most people might not be used to it but it's definitely the most simple and the cheapest thing to do and if you can filter your water because you can find some really nasty stuff in the water even though you know it's it's good enough but it can be still filled with some nasty stuff and ideally you start the day with a glass of water and then you have a glass at each meal or each time you you eat. Your body will self-regulate. You will have more energy. You will not have the same cravings, or you will um, you will sleep better. I mean, lots of things will happen when you, you just hydrate yourself properly.
0: Another thing that is really important is that not only does your advice come from a place of academic study and professional qualification, but it also will come from a personal perspective because you have experienced some of the things that you are supporting others with. So, Severin, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about your personal story?
1: I was depressed for most of my life. Until I was around 35, I was depressed. And then I burnt out. And then I realized, actually, I need to do something with my health because I can't keep on going like that for the rest of my life. So I went to the GP, GP didn't help. And then I thought, okay, fine, I'm depressed. Let's get some help. So I went to see a psychologist. She said, why don't you try antidepressants? And to be completely honest, I was against it because I saw my father taking antidepressants all his life without sorting anything. And so I knew the route, but I gave it a try because I was really desperate to get out of it and to find a solution. Uh, Unsurprisingly, didn't work. And then uh, I proceeded with a GP who diagnosed me finally with hypothyroidism and depression is actually a symptom of hypothyroidism. So I took the hormones, I felt marginally better but I was, I was going to do everything I can to get better. I was decided, motivated, and, and then I came across an article linking gluten to both, not only depression, but also hypothyroidism. So I thought, wow, that's interesting. Let's cut gluten and see what happens. At the time, gluten was only the obvious gluten thing, like, you know, pizza, pasta, bread, all the, where the main ingredient is gluten is wheat. And I went through two weeks of hell, literally. I could not believe that. And I was like, that's really weird. I'm cutting stuff that is supposed to help me feel better, but I'm getting worse. And then after two weeks, it was just like paradise. I had no more brain fog. I felt the happiest I've ever felt in my life. And I was like, wow, this is what life is supposed to be. And I could not believe it. And then, and then I read about this reaction that I had the two weeks prior. And apparently it's normal, you know, when your body is going through something to help healing, it gets worse before it gets better. So that was normal. So I was reassured. And then every time I had a sleep and I had a bit of gluten, within one hour, I went back into this feeling of uh, being down and feeling unwell. And it was, and then if I stopped eating gluten for let's say 24 to 48 hours, I was back to feeling myself. So it's like, okay, that's obvious. You know, There is something with gluten and how I feel. And that was the beginning of my love story with nutrition. Because I've always been into food. I'm French and I love cooking. So I knew about this side of things. But, you know, that what you eat has an impact on how you feel was completely new to me. And everyone say, you know, whole grains, you know, they're good for you. They're not good for everyone. Everyone is different and nutrition should be different for everyone. I have a couple of
0: statements for you now, Severine, and I'd like you to give me your take on whether these are true statements or whether they have a little bit of a fake news element to them. Number one, weight gain is inevitable in menopause and there is nothing we can do about it.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. So I would say, yes, weight gain is inevitable, but it should be only three (laughs) pounds. So... So I think most women wouldn't see a difference of, of putting on three pounds and it's just during the period of menopause. And after that, you could easily lose these three pounds. And it's actually a good thing to put on weight because nature is ready for everything. And we're putting on weight and it's not just weight we're putting on, it's we're putting on fat. And with this fat, our body is able to produce some estrogen, which is the hormone that we are, which is dwindling as we're getting older. And instead of being produced in the ovaries, it's the fat that is transformed into estrogen.
0: This is number two, statement number two. Menopause wrecks your sex life, so you might as well just give it up.
1: I would say most women will see a loss of libido right and it's it's normal it all has to do with hormones but it's not the end of the world because uh you can either take hormones via hormone uh, replacement therapy hrt or you can also change your mindset about your sex life and how it should be and it's just about moving on in a different way. So you don't have to give up sex, you just had to give up sex the way you used to do it and think about
0: it. Talking about the, say, vaginal dryness and mm. using lubricants and things. Now, you can, of course, get the flavoured ones and things like that. But what you're saying is, you're we need to change the way we maybe look at sex. So if we are buying lubricants, is it therefore better to get something a little bit more recommended or medical rather than your strawberry flavor
1: yes actually it's it's super important to make sure that you've got the right ingredients or you would get some irritation a lot more easily and I lately interviewed um, an ambassador for one of the biggest brands here in the UK and she was telling me how 20 years ago there was only one brand and and every time she was using the brand she had a thrush and she had like all these antibiotics or or I don't remember treatments but now luckily there are uh, some really good brands in the market and so all you need to do is do your research and look for the good ingredients the organic ingredients. That's
0: very important to know because if you're already suffering from things like dryness or irritation the last thing you want is to make things worse. And the last statement is Signs of the menopause can include a range of different things such as fatigue, weight gain, hair loss, fuzzy thinking, irritability, depression, and even adult acne. And they all differ from woman to woman. So just because your friend didn't get it doesn't mean it's not happening to you.
1: There are about 40 symptoms. I don't think any women will get them all. And on average, they would, a woman would, would experience seven symptoms, not all at the same times. It comes and goes uh, in terms of symptoms, in terms of intensity, and yeah, in terms of variety of symptoms.
0: And finally, Severin, how do we get in touch with you? How do we follow you? How do we find out more about you, please?
1: So you can follow me on Instagram. That's uh, the channel I'm the most um, present at the moment although I'm building my YouTube channel. This is
0: amazing. Thank you so much. I've learned so much from you. And thank you for joining me, room.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Audrey. Brilliant. And that's all we have time
0: for. But
1: for more positive psychology exercises,
0: check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang Tools to Drive. Visit my website, www.draudreet.com, where you can also purchase copies of my books. Or alternatively, join me on NLive Radio, Tuesdays 9pm in the Wellbeing Lounge.